0: The phone is.
1: This is your man Craig Beasley over here chilling in the basement with my boy.
0: Chilling, chilling. What's
1: happening?
0: What's up, man? What's been going on? What's been going
1: down? Everything is groovy. Everything's
0: groovy, man. Everything is funky, man. Everything is funky. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think um, last podcast, you know, got some the response, some comments, people were feeling it. They could relate to some of our, uh, uh, back down memory road, uh, era of the late sixties, early seventies. I, I was
1: certainly, certainly hoping that they could, you know?
0: Yeah, it was cool. St- it was cool.
1: Still some of us, are uh, left around. There's still see? a
0: few of us, yeah. There's still a few yeah, of us right like here. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I was thinking the other day, man, but, um, in my capacity at work, I was dealing with some people, and I just happened to have an afterthought of how I dealt with them and the words I said. You know, I was pretty polite, yes sir, no sir, even though these these people were actually younger than me. So I started thinking, man, and I was thinking, you know, that's another thing that we didn't get a chance to touch on last time that I think uh, uh, should be spoken on. And that is, uh, I made the statement that uh, segregation was the bomb. I right. talked about the advantages of segregation. Okay, so one of the things that, that occurred to me and hit me even as a kid that was an advantage of segregation. Do you remember how my pops and your pops, even though they were cross the street neighbors for like 20, 30 years, Always addressed each other formally. Right, right. You know, they were they. You know, they addressed each other by first name. It was always Mister. Right. And I remember when I would go out with my dad on Saturdays for him to run errands around Cincinnati for my mom and stuff. He would come into contact with people, and it would be the same thing. So I got, I got came to the conclusion. That as a result of segregation, because we could not be respected outside right. of our communities, right. that we made a point to respect exactly. each other in our community. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, a whole different vibe. Be- because that, that other that other man was not gonna address you as Mr. Beast. No,
0: nah, that wouldn't happen. Nah, that wouldn't you happen.
1: know, or Mr. Whoever, nah. right. So we made a point to do that ourselves. Right. And uh, I just wanted, wanted to make that point, man. I thought about that, and I thought about the way that I had addressed them and and uh, the way I had, you know, dealt with them, and it was natural. It wasn't something I thought of, it was just something I did. And I started thinking, you know, that, that uh, old saying that in the old black church about being in the world but not of, of the it. world. Right. Right. So I thought about that. I thought that was kind of fitting. You know, I'm I'm in this world of two thousand twenty three, but I'm not of it. I'm of the
0: nineteen sixties. Yeah. The there we go. Definitely. now yeah, I I that's, yeah.
1: That's that's where that's where I'm of. Yeah. I'm of a time and you know what? I'm proud of that, man. And and moving forward. Since we started doing this podcast, I'm going to make a point to represent that world that I'm from even more so, you dig? I'm from a time when you said, how you doing, Miss Rose, and how you doing, Mr. Beasley. You know, I'm I'm from that time. Right. Man. I'm I'm from a time when the worst thing you could call a black female was the be Oh man, that's right. And now and now I live in a world where it's considered okay to do that on a regular basis. Not so and, and, anyway. and
0: Even on a where it says so frequently when you refer to yourself as the bitch. You know when I mean it's women that exactly. you know, call themselves bitch.
1: You remember, you remember man, the uh, late 60s that was a cardinal sin, Right, right. That was a cardinal sin.
0: How times sin. have changed, man.
1: Yeah. So anyway, changed. I wanted to, I had that uh, revelation I actually had that revelation a couple of days ago and I wanted to take that opportunity. No, that's
0: deep, man, know. because here's something I even be thinking about something I, I observe often just even like the acknowledge of each other as being Mr. What you know in a in a respectful way that you know as we greet each other, something I I noticed even today like, you know just the head nod, you know you see a brother you know you, you can say it was you know it was like saying what's up without saying what's up you just gave him the head nod right
1: right
0: you do this some you do this today man some cats look at you like what the, you know what's what, what are you doing oh
1: yeah like yeah that? exactly like <laughs> like what you want to fight right
0: you nod and you want some of this <laughs> it's like. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I look at it like I always have the saying where I'm like, because I'm sixty plus, and I look at it like the view from sixty thousand plus feet is different. You know, Yeah. it's a different view, I, man.
1: I, I went to the dentist to get a cleaning now a few days ago, and, and on the little paperwork you fill out, they ask you, "Well, how would you like to be addressed?" And I'm looking around like. Mr. Beasley, <laughs> is, there, <laughs> is there any other way that you would address me? <laughs> right,
0: <laughs>
1: like, yeah, what you, you gonna address me as cuz? What up, cuz? What up, cuz?
0: Yeah, good. man, it's crazy.
1: So, anyway, man, we wanted to uh, we wanted to rap a little bit, man, about the movies that we've uh, seen, I think. I think we finished off talking about some of the theaters, man, that used to exist in Cincinnati, man, the RKO be the State, State, the Regal, the, Regal, the Grand. Time.
0: You know?
1: And you know what, man? All of these uh, movie theaters used to actually be like real live theaters where yeah. live, live song and dance. Right. Like
0: James Brown, I believe, performed at the Regal Theater
1: some years ago. Right, right cuz you remember they, the Regal at least uh had a balcony. Did the State have a
0: balcony? I don't think the State had a balcony. I know the Regal yeah. did, but I don't think the State The Regal did.
1: had a balcony, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Some some of them were some of them were pretty ornate too, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um
0: yeah. I would I would know, I, I was just only imagine like cuz the Regal's still down there. The State the, I believe I haven't drove by there in some time, but I believe the state, the building is at least still there. I know the Regal building is still there, even oh, with yeah. the, uh, uh, the the marquee and stuff out front.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That was the day. man. It, okay, it's like so much to like put into this because you know we just had talking about seventy movies, black exploitation films, and we just had one of the iconic figures. Who represented a lot of that passed away just what this week?
1: Man, um, Richard Roundtree, Richard Roundtree, man, Shaq, Shaq, that cat named
0: Shaq is a bad mother. Shut your mouth! I'm talking about Shaq.
1: Well, we can dig it,
0: man. <sighs> but see, it, you know that that God, those days are man. It's like this to talk about this, like means a lot. To put this because there's so many other people that can relate to that that lives in this area who have experienced the real state, Albie, uh uh the Times Grand. Mm-hmm. But I think when you think about all those theaters, we had like one or two, or even like one that we just kind of favored. I, I I just have to just throw it out there and probably say the real.
1: Yeah, I, if I had to have to pick a favorite, I'd say the real. You know, it was, I'm sorry, but as far as uh, the nicest one for me, food, the food was the best, popcorn and hot dogs, dogs. you know, yeah, I'd have to say the real, as well.
0: You know, and it's crazy, man, like, you know, eating
1: hot dogs in
0: many different places, fixed several over the years myself, but I don't think I ever had a hot dog. That tastes like them damn hot dogs from the regal. It was something uh, about the way they I, It was something about how they, they steamed it or something, man. I don't know.
1: I'd have to agree with you on that one, man. For one thing, they weren't super duper big. You know, nah. how some some of these hot dogs too meaty. You know what right. I mean? So you know, they weren't super duper big. That was one thing for sure.
0: Man, uh, one of, one of my like, I guess. Because here's here's the thing about what people don't you know understand about this whole thing, this uh, adventure to the regal. We were like, when what age do you think we were when we first started catching the bus on Irkenbrecher to go down to the regal?
1: I would say uh, ten or less. Yeah, but uh, just just for a nice round number, let's say ten years old.
0: Ten years old. Okay, we ten right. years old. We walking from home up Burnet to Breaker, because we had to catch it was the was it the 49 I think I think it was a 49 bus that would take you down to the state theater and then we'd get off at the state might watch something there then walk down to the real. and we 10 years old but it
1: would you know generally it would be at least 3 or 4 of us
0: yeah that generally. is true yeah, it wasn't like yeah. that. But, I don't know, I mean, it's like if I had a 10-year-old son a daughter today or whatever, and it's like, yeah, here's some change. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. Going you going where? No. Are
1: no. you
0: crazy? you Let me call you an Uber. <laughs> and, and I got to come with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, you know, we, we get our little bit of money, man, and what, but a couple of $3 dollars to get into the movies, then... You might have a couple of $3 for popcorn and hot dog. so you leave the house basically with 5 bucks.
0: Catch the buzz. You
1: know? Walk and, up the street. Y- and, and your mother and father didn't have to worry about you for the rest of the day. For the, the rest day. of the day. Because trust and believe, whether the movie was good or bad, we was going to watch it again, again and again and again.
0: Man, I remember like, Catching a bus going down there, or something like it might have been noontime, one o'clock. We might go to the state, watch a couple movies there. Go to the Regal, watch a couple movies there. By the time you come out on that last movie, it's nighttime.
1: Yeah, you better better hope you catch the last bus. The, the last bus, bus stop running. <laughs> Yeah, man. Because, you know, back in them days, there was, there was an exploration limit. You know, buses didn't run all night long back then.
0: No, nah, and, and the thing, man, we talk about these black exploitation films, like here we were, you know, 10, 11, 12, whatever. We were still underage and we was checking out all of the latest, you know, you know, uh, Willie Dynamite, uh, you know, uh, Shab, we just talked about, mentioned that, um, Pam Greer. Pam Greer.
1: Pam 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 Greer.
0: I kept a poster of her on my wall for like a long time.
1: Man, and you know what? To this day, I don't fault them cats. Uh, I doubt if there's anybody uh, still alive that was, you know, taking tickets at the Regal State. But in the event that any any of you guys are alive and you are listening, I want to say to you don't feel bad. No, nah, because we
0: we, we 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 took No, nah, we took the uh we were smart kids and we realized when we would walk up there to the window and it was some coffee with Pam Greer playing, they're like, No, you can't get in. Okay, uh if under age, you gotta go in with adult. Hey, mister, excuse me, could we walk in? <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Could we walk in with you? <laughs> sure, kids. <Man>. Come on. <laughs> I'll take you in this Ray uh, theater.
1: <laughs> man, watching Watching a Pam Greer movie man. at ten years old was an education, Jack.
0: Dude, I mean, you know, we didn't know much about Pam Grier until we saw Pam Greer on the big screen, and then after that, we yes. needed to see more yes. of Pam Grier.
1: <laughs> it was, a, it was an education.
0: For yeah,
1: real, it was, man. Um, and uh, real quick before we um before we get into the Black Exploitation movie, I want to make sure, I probably should save this to the end. I probably should save this to the end. Okay, the end. okay Liam, let's go ahead and get to it. But remind me that I've got a story to tell related to the Black Exploitation movies. But I really should tell it at the end. So, okay. remind me about that. I'll try to
0: do that. man. I'm getting okay. old. I'm, you know, sometimes the memory slips a little bit.
1: Now, now, with the Black Exploitation movie, I think that it could be argued Reasonably argue that the very first one was my man, um, uh, Peoples. You remember the movie uh, Sweet Sweetbacks, Badass Song? Yeah, I never, I never saw that movie in my life.
0: Never saw it, What I did see it, uh, because as I got into film stuff and doing film, people would tell Have you ever watched this movie? Because you know, he was an independent filmmaker, all this kind of stuff, blah blah blah. So I was like, You know, feel kind of like. I should see this movie because I never saw it back then. Then, yeah, I watched it. It was a, dis- it was a scene in there that was kind of disturbing, man.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it. I've heard of it. I know that's what made him famous, but, yeah, I never saw it. It's a
0: scene. I'm just going to kind of just not we'll go into too much detail about it, but it's a scene in there where he had his son because the uh, director was Melvin Van people. Mm-hmm. And he had a son in there, Mario Band People. He had a mm-hmm. son doing a scene that let's just say to be doing this on camera probably would be really difficult for a young man, but if it was a young man, it was one of your favorite school teachers or something that you've been admiring for a long time, you've been cool with it with no cameras on. You know what I'm saying? it wow. was just yeah, it wow. was like yeah, really? I, yeah, when I saw that I was, and, and then the look that he had on his face he didn't look comfortable doing this scene, and it was like, wow. "Daddy, why are you having me doing?" This? It had that kind of look, like, "Daddy, why am I doing this?" Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's crazy, man. I was like, "Wow, that's
1: a, that's <laughs> a trip." Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I never
0: heard that. Yeah. I was I, was I,
1: to, I, I, feel, <laughs> up, I feel uncomfortable
0: here. Yeah. When I, when I got to that scene, I'm like, oh my, what is this going on? Melvin, <laughs> what was you doing? a <laughs> <It's your> boy. <laughs> I mean, I know you want to like bring him up and like, hey, son, I got these ladies. And
1: <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah. So, I, so for, for some reason, I don't know if it was, you know, um, advertising. You know, the advertising budget or whatever, I'm sure it might have played. I'm sure it probably played in Cincinnati. But for some reason, you know, the word didn't get to us. No, we, weren't, we, we weren't getting on the bus running down there to see that movie.
0: Yeah, we didn't get that was How, one of the ones we didn't get to see.
1: However, when Shav came out, oh. that was a difference to oh, oh, all man. man. If you was black you had you had to go see it
0: if you didn't if you like if you couldn't say like i ain't i don't want to see that movie or uh, you couldn't say nothing that was so i remember like when the, the the double lp came out the soundtrack and like when people was buying that and i remember uh my mom like talking about it and just a huge like You know, impact that that movie had before it even hit the theater, and then when it did, it was like
1: you're right because the soundtrack in and of itself was Ah, a bomb. So that 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 played a big part in the success of that movie.
0: Because even if
1: you hadn't seen the movie, you was gonna hear the music. Yeah, yeah. And after hearing the music, you yeah you was gonna want to see the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was huge, man. It was it, it, it was monumental on so many levels for so many reasons uh, during that era to see, you know, just I watched it just the other day and I was just looking at that opening scene and like I was just sitting there thinking myself like as a filmmaker, like how they was thinking about because at that time, you know, a lot of the movies that was coming out of some of the, you know, sort of Jim Crow stuff, and you know, it was not a lot of strong sort of black characters, whatever, hitting the, the big screen like that. And looking at that opening scene, just how they played it, you know, him coming through the city of New York, coming about that subway and stopping traffic as he's crossing the street, you just had a sense of like,
1: it "was a bad dude," right there. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about nineteen seventy one, Another thing too, man. Aside though, boy, the New York that we used to see on movies back then oh. ain't the New York today. Right. The the New York back then was a whole lot grayer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Than,
1: than, than the Disney World of uh, Times Square today.
0: Hi, Alex, I Today, have to check it. Yeah. I haven't been in New York yet. Uh,
1: and I I remember one of the biggest things that disappointed me personally. The movie itself was the bomb. You know, it was basically a take off of the nineteen forties and nineteen fifties uh, private detective mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was basically a take off of that, and they just you know made it a black version of it. But as a kid, what one of the things that disappointed me? my hey man, he ain't got no Cadillac. Yeah, the guy walked, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, he
0: uh, he he ain't got no Lincoln. He know Lincoln. He know uh, electric two twenty deuce and a quarter. He ain't got right, no, you know,
1: right. yeah, he, he really, ain't jumping in
0: cabs and stuff, man.
1: Walking not, the not really understanding the culture of New York City, you know, at that right. time, and and probably the same way today. Not really understanding the culture of that with all the mass transit they had, right. the gy- gypsy cabs and everything else, man. They nobody own no car, you right. Know?
0: But then I guess it, you know then too it made it kind of work by the fact that you know people wasn't usually like a person like him riding around in the car. It just kept it to the streets, you know, it kept it out there mm-hmm. on the pavement, you know, running into talking with the people and all of that kind of stuff. So that was, yeah, that was that was a bad flick, man. Still yeah. um, um, stand um, true today as a, a classic. It's just a classic, man.
1: I would definitely consider it a classic, you know. my man that. Uh directed at
0: Gordon Parks, right? Right. Yeah. Go, and Gordon you know what's crazy? Parks how he, that? It's like the the thing with Gordon Parks, you know, um I think that was like his second movie. Um Shaft. Yeah he was, did he
1: he did the learning tree the learning
0: tree, tree. Yeah. And, and and his son um did Superfly. Right.
1: His son did Superfly and believe it or not uh Gordon Parks did, did not want to finance his no. son to do Superfly. No. So his my understanding is his son had to scrape and yeah. you know, really hustle to get Superfly made.
0: Yeah. Yeah he didn't have it wasn't, he didn't have definitely the same advantages you know the dad did, you know, but
1: No, not at not at all. And I, crazy know.
0: those two movies, man, like they're iconic films, you know.
1: Oh, for me Honestly, for me, I for me personally, I'd have to put Superfly at number one. I mean, now in the genre itself, I would put Shaft. Right. You can't deny the impact of Shaft in the genre itself. Yeah. But for me personally, oh man, I'd have to I'd have to go with Superfly at number one. Oh, yeah. Because once again, Shaft was really just a remake of those old 40, 50s Mickey Spillane. Right. You know, private type, dick, you know. Private dick. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you there had never been that like superfly. So, uh, and check this out. Do you know if you go to a young person today and ask them what they know about Superfly, they will tell you Superfly was a pimp. That's what that's <laughs> yeah, what the majority yeah. of them would tell yeah. you. So, oh yeah. yeah. So he was a pimp, right? No, nah, nah, man. Super man. <laughs> Superfly whose uh, character's name was Priest, was a brother that had enough sense to know, man, I'm rolling, I'm making good money. Who did have a ride, too. You know, I, I got a whip. Oh, man, everything that, that else was out of this world, man. I got clothes, I got crib, and he had, you know, there was one thing that was mandatory in all the black exploitation the black lead male had to have a white girlfriend as well as a sister.
0: Right, had the sister so, and the, the side, the sidepiece, usually a white girl. Right, I mean, and so
1: he had all <laughs> those things, and he realized that man, this can't last. I got to, I got to make a move. I got to get out of this before either one: I kill somebody, or somebody kills me, or two, I wind up in the penitentiary. And That's
0: because, deep, man. Yeah, and, and, That's really deep. And then his boy hit him with, man,
1: you talking crazy. You snoring the mouth off a corner through Fred. You snoring the already Oh, them Eddie, 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 a my bad Eddie.
0: A You got an eight-track in every room. <laughs> 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 you got a flow model TV in every room. You living in the American dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he finished it up with you better come on in. Right. Now, now, for those of you that don't understand, that's an abbreviation of an old saying, you better come on in. The entire saying is, you better come on in out the rain. Right. Like, don't stand out there like a fool in the rain. Come on in out the rain. So, uh, yeah, his partner, Eddie, told him, you got it made. He He detailed exactly how well he had it made. And told him
0: you better come on in. And you know, but then you know, you think about the, the just sort of like what the, the story entails. Here's a guy who in the in the dope game, um, he's enjoying the life. It's, it appears he's enjoying the life. because sometimes when you look at Priest in there, even though he 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 you know he knew what to do out there on the streets, he knew how to hustle, he knew how to make the dope, and you know, and move the dope around or whatever. But he never really seemed like happy because it seemed he said-
1: like. He seems stressed Stress. the
0: majority of the time. Right. When the, like in the scene when he's in the tub with this girl and something she says, like, what's on your mind or something? And he was just, you know, because he, he felt like I need the beast. I, I like what the money brings, but I don't like how I'm getting it. I need to, you know, I wanted to, you know, do this in a legit way and not this way. It
1: was like he felt time was running out Yeah, yeah. You know, the only time that he, ever seen relaxed and the entire movie was immediately following him and Eddie going down yep. to uh, uh, Scatterman's Scatter- Club.
0: Scatterman.
1: And when Scatterman told him he would front him the door that right. he needed to, to run the game he wanted to run. For that little small instant he seemed relaxed.
0: Yeah, because he knew he was he's, he, he's out. The door that he was looking to get out of, he saw it.
1: So, for those of you that don't really know, in a nutshell, you had a drug dealer that, like I said, knew that, you know, the good times couldn't last forever. Right. And he he wanted to get out on top. So, he decided he was going to get a whole bunch of cocaine at a really, really cheap price. He was going to sell it all very quickly, get a big profit, and then get out the game. That was, that was his whole goal. Yeah. That was the story. And the man, the man, which was a, a white police lieutenant or something somebody high up in the right, police department right. did not want to let him out the game because come to find out, he was the one that was profiting from all the yeah, drug deals.
0: Yeah. You had he was benefiting from it, so he was like, No, I can't right. I can't I can't have you leave the streets. I need you out there excellent right. like, baby.
1: So that, that was the whole storyline, but within that storyline, man, it was the cars, it was the, the art, clothes. The
0: cars, the clothes, the maxi coats, man.
1: The hairstyles, the afros, the perm. The perm, fried
0: guy yeah. lead to the side.
1: And that that movie represented so much of the 70s for me, Man. which is why I would have to have it as my favorite.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, when it came to, like, your detective private eye, private dick, Shaft, number one, when it came to the dope game type movie back then, uh, nah, Superfly, yeah, because... Now,
1: playing. now we got to move to the pimps. Now, there's, B- pimping? There, there's a, there's a Big, uh, I wouldn't say controversy, but you have to choose. I know my,
0: yeah. I know you're going. My with
1: man, this. There's my man. There's my man, Willie Dynamite. Willie
0: Dynamite.
1: And there's the Mac. The Mac. Max Junior. Now, one of the things that gives Mac the edge is it was actually based on a on a real character, right? You
0: know, and it had it had more of a yeah, it it might have more. I mean not to say that there wasn't cats that was flashy as Willie Dynamite. <laughs> Willie Dynamite was like, <laughs> you yeah, this cat was <laughs> it, it was almost cartoonish. <laughs> cartoonish man, like the I, but I, not, it's not like I said there was you know was some cats back then that was outlandish yeah, I, with the outfits but Willie I feel you. Willie was really you. out there with it, you know. I feel. you. Uh, that, that but that uh, yeah, it's like those two movies it's a toss up for me. Cuz I I put like I seen Willie Dynamite more.
1: I think I think Willy Dynamite was more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that the Mac was probably more real. More realistic,
0: more gritty, more down downer, uh, we call it. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but it was those it was it was some of those scenes, you know. Willie Dynamite, when they had to bring all the pimps together and had to like have this powwow because we got to like tighten up the business, and I can't think of the brother name who was like the head pimp guy who organized this oh, whole that, meeting. That's,
1: that's 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 when Willie started to go sideways. Yeah, because
0: so. dude was like Willie, you ain't getting it. Willie's like, man, I can't control my bitches. Like you can't control your bitches, Willie. You got <laughs> to have vision,
1: Willie. <laughs> <laughs> he well, was he got the you got to understand now. Willie had seven women in the palm, in the palm of his hand. hand. He had a woman for every, every man. For every man, Willie B. silk. You got silk and satin. If you pay his price, he set you up in his little paradise. So you had to understand where Willie was coming from, baby. Man, I learned. I learned something from Willie that You want to know what I learned? Okay. You, you remember when he was rapping to all these girls in the apartment building and he referenced the magazines that was on the tables, he said, you know, i put this, give you these magazines here y'all can see where these chops' heads is at. Mm-hmm. You know, what they fantasized about. Well, later on as a, you know, quote unquote young player of my own, I kept me a subscription to Essence magazine. Okay. I wanted to know what black women was thinking about all the time.
0: Got to get me here. Got to get me
1: here. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I learned that from
0: Willie. I mean, it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's like, Yeah, you know, we learned a lot of stuff. It's funny when you bring that up because we watched a lot of those movies. We mm-hmm. seen characters in real life, maybe not on the level that they were on, but...
1: Maybe not as flamboyant. Right.
0: So we got our sort of... Pimp education, even though we weren't trying to necessarily go to pimp school, <laughs> you learn some things.
1: It, like it, it affected, it affected for real, for real. It affected our view and our uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Our view of women. Right. Uh, you know how we value the women. Right. You know for a long time. You know until we got older, but. As young guys, man, that that was, definitely
0: yeah. has an effect on us, man. Because it's you know you know then you know it's a, it's a psychological with, type,
1: thing, which but. which is why it was <laughs> rated R.
0: We was not supposed West, to be watching the movie anyway.
1: <laughs> and you was supposed to be going in there watching it ten years old to begin right. with.
0: That one, Willie yeah. Dynamite,
1: the Mac, the uh, remember
0: remember this one, the Candy Tangerine Man what I learned by, like, That one, I, that one didn't quite sell as well. Yeah, that,
1: that one, one, that one, was, that, that one was, was, a little, on it was a little, weird.
0: Yeah, that, that was a yeah. little weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, before before we jump off and we jump over into the panel, I forgot about this part about re- regarding Superfly. Remember being up on Bernard Avenue. I think came coming down Rockdale. Turn swung left up on Burnett, the Superfly Eldorado with the mirror the wind of the big round uh, headlights. Remember them superfly pulling up on
1: headlights.
0: Yeah. Remember that pulling up on Burnett and the guy jumped out and we thought it was the dude that was playing Superfly, but it wasn't really him.
1: But this dude jumped out and, up, I, and, the wind and it. it turned out it wasn't even the same car. It wasn't. It was it was a superfly El Dorado. Look at like particular one that showed up in our neighborhood had blood red interior. Wow, and the, act, the actual one had black interior. I
0: think, and I, if I'm mistaken, that car that showed up in our neighborhood came from a customized shop up in Dayton.
1: I have no idea. Yeah, I, I heard a story wondering. about that. I was one of the ones that that fell for the for the game because they was they was running. Oh, they played like it,
0: that. man. I mean, he jumped out oh, yeah. and he had some girls they with was, him and they hand out posters. Oh, yeah. and yeah. was like we thought because this of, was yeah.
1: This yeah. was a car from Superfly. They had a guy before we even the movie had even hit town, right. and this is a guy that starred in Superfly. He was the furthest thing from Ronald. Yeah.
0: So I wonder what their true hustle was, because we was kids. We didn't know any better. We was just like, hey, you was supposed to. We thought we were seeing something, but it must have been something more sinister. I don't
1: know, on, man. man. I remember them being parked in front of the boutique on Brighton. Yeah. I don't know if they ended up getting some clothes or what. I don't know, man. That's crazy, man. I don't know what the game was, but I remember that day, man. It was a beautiful car. An absolutely beautiful car. I yeah. remember that. yeah.
0: The movies, man, and the experience of the Regal, it was crazy. I remember one particular experience of going once with my mom. And she actually, well, we caught the bus downtown. She took me to see, and after, we, after I saw it then with her, I don't know how many other times I went down there to see it, but she took me to see Enter the Dragon. I remember getting off the bus with her. And it was oh, a, wow. a line around the corner. Going from like where the regal was up to the next block where the library sat there on the corner. Wow. And I just remember thinking like standing in line, wondering, like, okay, how many times they're gonna play this movie before <laughs> we get in there? Like, how I'm trying to figure out how long we're gonna be standing here in this line. And uh, we stood there for a minute. I mean, we had to stand there for at least through the first showing.
1: But you know what, man? You make a good point, though. You make a point that uh, had you not brought this up, I would have missed it. You know, with the subject being black exploitation movies, and, of course, Bruce Lee's movies <laughs> was far from black exploitation. Right. But in terms of... the Be- Empire. Stars, movie stars in the '70s in the black neighborhood. Yeah. Oh man, you could not find a movie star in the black neighborhood in the '70s that was bigger than Bruce Lee.
0: This brother, he he would have got a pass. He would have been one of the first ones so called would have got a pass.
1: Yes, I mean, I mean he, that was that's it. That that's <laughs> there was no bigger. Star movie star for us in the 70s. In Bruce Lee, I mean, he encouraged us to start studying uh, uh Kung Fu, and ain't no telling how many thousands and thousands of people across the whole country. Man, he encouraged, yeah, I mean, you to know, study what we call the art.
0: The art Bruce Lee know? is responsible for a lot of kids getting yelled at by their mother when she started looking for her room or a mop to clean the kitchen and couldn't find it because <laughs> the kid the, he turned chunk. it into some nunchucks. <laughs> like I got <laughs> Now I know I left that, bump, that I mop that over mop. here
1: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, that, man, that
0: that that, that you know, I mean, just in thinking about that, that was a like I told this story not too long ago to some, a friend of mine and. I was telling him about, you know, I was pretty much a fairly shy kid growing up, uh, really quiet, except when I was around my friend, but pretty much I was pretty shy. And I remember going to the twin drive-in with my mother and father. Uh, my father, like, like here, here's how we set this up, because, you know, the Green Hornet, we was, you know, filling the Green Hornet. It was It was big. It was Kato. We wasn't quite making the whole Bruce, the Bruce Lee impact hadn't quite set in totally yet, but it was it was building. And I remember my dad got me to kind of like watching the Green Hornet and Cato, and I'm like, okay, I'm watching with Craig. Okay, I mean, it's a big deal. Okay. Um, and then he takes me, me and my mom, he takes us to the drive-in, and I see Chinese Connection. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, that shit changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I just remember like, after it went off, you know, that's when you would run up there to the front and get on the playground. I went up there and I'm like swinging off the swings, throwing flying kicks in the air. I'm like, oh, I got to do this kind of thing, man. That was like, it was eye-opening, man. It was huge.
1: Man, you know, we we devoted what, a good, I mean, I don't know, what, good at least five years, man, to study in uh, Taekwondo and, and investing in different you know, weapons and different outfits. I remember one time some kind of way we found out up in Clifton they were selling those Chinese shoes. Oh, man. Oh, we, we went all the way to Clifton to get them shoes. They had them, them
0: Kung Fu shoes, with the white sweat socks on with them.
1: Yes, yes, sir. Ah, we was, that was the thing,
0: man. We was we was fanatics. Yes, we was kind of fanatics, man. I remember the, yeah, the posters. Man. We was Bruce in it up every day.
1: And whatever, <laughs> you know, we would go to the movies, man. And whatever weapon was in that particular Chinese movie, we come home and yeah, make it. I remember man. the guy had the three-sectional staff, right? That Triple program? Iron.
0: It was called uh, the yeah, thing was yeah. called Triple Iron, but I think it was cause the movie was the One Arm Boxer or something. Because I, I, for yeah, a long time before I, we I, dive off into that, for a long time I kept looking for that movie. I wanted to find that movie, and I kept like looking for Triple Iron, thinking that was a title of it, and I think it wasn't. And somehow I found I it. I but remember anyway, we
1: course. we came home and made some. Amazing, dinner yeah. Then it was the dude that just had a staff, the staff, just a single staff. He would wear jokers out. We couldn't wait to get home and find a broom that we could turn into a staff. You <laughs> dig? That
0: was, uh, was that was, but you know that was that impact that during that time of like you know um, that was like our 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 release for the weekend. Go down to the theater, state regals. And sometimes we didn't even know it was showing. We just, that was what we did on the weekend. We just catch the bus and go downtown. Then be a movie. We can't get in. So we hang around and see somebody older enough going in. Hey, sir, can we go in the theater with you? Then we get inside and check out whatever they had showing. And to our amazement. <laughs> if, if,
1: if you, if you think about it, man. You know, a little while ago, I was talking about the the impact that it had on us seeing rated R movies uh, at 10 years old or whatever. Yeah. But there was a flip side, man, because, you know, once we got into Taekwondo and all of that, man, it, it kept us away from that BS, you yeah. know, it kept us, it kept us out of trouble, man. It, it really did, it you kept know, us out of focus on something. We wasn't, yeah, we wasn't stealing cars, we were not nah. breaking into houses, we was busy, you know, trying to build a dojo in the basement, you right. know what I mean, and. You know, coming up with all these different ways to get better at it. Not to mention that we actually went to class once a week. Right over, over, and was that Walnut Hills? Yet?
0: Yeah, it uh, Warren yeah. Hills. Uh, Howard Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. I was telling somebody not long ago about Mister Vaughn, how he was, he was, he was uh, sometimes an intense instructor. You know, he was sometimes would check you.
1: I didn't, yep. get, I didn't get your
0: dues this month.
1: What you do? Oh man, I never forget those pops in the chest. What you know? Where, do? Pop, pop, pop! Whoa! I didn't get your nose. Pop,
0: pop. Oh, man. man. <laughs> and, and you know, sometimes remember he walked around with a staff too.
1: Yep, and that would get the, the, did,
0: the sta- Yeah, and then he had that little staff. He walked that that, that stick thing. Sometimes it would give you a little jab to the gut. Like, what are you do? You know.
1: And he would be there, man. Yeah. He'd be there every week, you know. So, you know, shout out to Mr. Vaughn. Howard yes. how Vaughn, you're still around. Thank you. Yeah, you know? Cause that, that because that helped us a lot. You, yeah, and you definitely, you know, we know you definitely didn't get rich. Off no. teaching no, us Taekwondo, no. man.
0: Sometimes we couldn't pay, and, you know. We just But like you said, though, I remember, I, I think it was a uh, Booby said this, like we were like boys from the hood, but we wasn't really that hood.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: you, Mister Vaughn. Thank for you, Mister Vaughn. Yeah, those were some great times, man. Uh, the movie experience was a was, I think, for me, just did a lot as far as like appreciating film today and watching movies today. Because sometimes when we would go downtown, like I said, sometimes we would go down there. We didn't know what we was going to see. We just catching the bus go downtown. Just went.
1: Just went. <laughs> which brings me, which brings me to the the uh, the story I wanted to tell. One day, for some reason, man, I don't know where you was at. I think you might have been kicking it with your girl. I, 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 for whatever reason, I couldn't find nobody that day. And I decided, you know, I'm going to go to the movies by myself. I don't know what's playing, but you know, I'm going to go to whatever plan I've seen it before. You know, I'm just going to kill time. I catch the bus. Now, this is in the late 70s. This had to be like, I don't Maybe 77 or later. So I get down to the state and I'll come out, walk up, look at the marquee and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I said, I ain't never heard of that pimp before. It to be a pimp from Texas or something. Well, oh, wow. no. Okay. Wow. So I pay my money and I go on in. Now, what y'all got to understand is for us, horror movies was <laughs> Frankenstein The Mummy Dracula Creature from the Black Lagoon that is what a horror film was to us back then I had never seen a slasher movie before in my life. <laughs> I'm sitting in the state man this white dude comes out with a pig face on top of his face covered in blood with a chainsaw, man, it blew my mind.
0: That's wild.
1: I got up, and as cool as I could, I wanted to run. <laughs> but as cool as I could, I, str- I slowly strode out of the state. Wow. Now, I'm in downtown Cincinnati. I live in Avondale. I got to catch the bus home <laughs> in the dark. As I'm sitting there at the bus stop, waiting on the bus, what was that? What was that? I was so paranoid, man. I could not wait to get home. All the way home, I was hearing strange noises, man. That movie effed me up. It was the very first slasher movie That I'm aware of, and I was completely unprepared for. it.
0: That's crazy. My
1: children, my children were like eight, seven, eight, nine before I was able to watch that movie from beginning to end. That's it. Go ahead.
0: That's crazy because you know our lives have always, since we've been, we start discovering, you know, the fact that we've been knowing each other forever, and then we would have these. Parallel moments like we name our kids, don't even know it. We name our kids names that sound similar and didn't even know it. we were going to name the kids. Like, I didn't know what your son's name was, you didn't know what my son's name was, but they named it right. almost similar. So, we've always had right. these parallel experiences. And that was another one, what you just told because, yeah, <clears throat> really? that that, it? it's funny because that's why I was laughing when you were saying it's because I had this moment. I don't know where you was at. You might have been out doing something, might have been kicking with your girl, same thing. I go down, and this, like, you know, we talk about going to the Regal and all that. This time, I go down to, I think it was the time. I go down to the time, by myself, to see this movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my God. It was like, The Town That Dreaded Sundown is really your first hooded character with the uh, the pillowcase over his head, you know, plaid his shirt on, overall jeans, you know, stabbing up people. I'm sitting in this theater by myself. Never seen nothing like this before. I'm horrified, <laughs> you know. I'm like, I'm horrified. Like it's a guy. Th-, and then they said it's like it's based on a true story. And I'm like, then at the end they say they never caught the guy. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, they never caught this guy. I leave out, and it's nighttime, man. <laughs> you, mean, you mean this guy is still, a little, he's still a, And I'm like, true, this was in Texas, Arkansas, somewhere like that or something, but this dude could be here. I'm like, I got to leave out the theater. Man, I'm scared to death, man. Leave out, it's nighttime. I got to catch the bus home. That was like my first experience with a slasher's film. I didn't
1: know that you had, had that experience. Yeah, man, that I was think, crazy, I man. Think, I think I was ashamed to tell you about my experience. Man, that, yeah. That was, I wanted I to wanted rug out the state. I just remember... I can remember trying to control myself walking towards the door.
0: I remember just sitting in a the theater, like, kind of, like, almost curled up, you know, peeking behind my hand type thing, because I'd never seen... This dude was frightening, man. He had this pillowcase over his head. I think he had, like, one hole cut out where he could see through with one eye or something. He was a big dude, and he was... He was... man. He was handling business, man. I was like, geez. Then at the have, end have, like, have
1: have you ever seen the Texas chains
0: Song here's, here's the funny thing.
1: So I think
0: like twenty fifteen or something, they come out with a new version, you know. Um, and I'm I'm watching that, I'm like, okay. I, I was like, no, let me let me watch the original one because that was the one that terrified me. And I sat there and I watched it and I was trying to figure out like, why was you so scared of this? You know, it's just a different look when you're like, you know, thirteen years old or something, watching something then when you like, you know, late fifties, fifty-eight or something, when I seen the the seen it again, I'm like, what was this so scary about? But I can imagine what it was when I looked at it though, but you know, right. I'm thinking about it how it appeared to me then.
1: But because as later a, on, yeah. when you later on when you look at it. You can't imagine yourself being in that position to begin with, like, see, it ain't nowhere in the
0: world. I stopped it at all. No, no, the first scary know. scene I remember in there, it's like, you know, they had this narrative, you know, and when they do the narration, you know it's real, you know. It was 1965, and a couple up in Lover Lane, and they're sitting in the car, and they're making out, and there's couples making out in the car, and all of a sudden, this girl turns and looks, oh, my God, and there's a dude standing in front of the hood of the car, with this hood on his head, he lifts up the hood and snatches, like, the cable wires out so they can't start the car up. I'm like, "Jesus, this dude, man. And then he snatches open the door, beats the dude to death, tie the girl to a tree. The guy, her date, he was a trumpet player. He ties the girl to the tree. He takes that trumpet, ties a knife to the end of it, and start blowing through the trumpet. You know, how do you do the hand motion with the trumpet right, thing? Right. And he's stabbing her in the back as she's tied to this tree. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, this guy's, this dude is crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, that was wild, man. That was my first, yeah, like, slash flick, man. Yeah, how,
1: how was that bus ride home?
0: Oh, it was scary, man. I mean, I'm, and then <laughs> had to walk down the street, man, at night. Oh, my God, man. I was like, never will I do something like that ever again. I never went to the theater like that again and watched nothing like, you know, nah. Nah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that was those movies, man. The experience, um, the experience sometimes, it was it was all of it. It was all the the whole thing together. Seeing the movies coming out from the Regal, walking around back to go to Big Louis get a big Louis burger or something like that, catch the bus home. Um, Not fearing, like, you know, the stuff that kids have to worry about, young people have to worry about today. Those things never played into our head pretty much. Um, It it was just such a time where you just, it was a good time, you know, at at a time when, you know, when, you know, Parents may not have a whole lot or whatever, but they would we'll see to it that you get a few dollars, go out with your friends, go to the you know the movies, have some popcorn and hot dog, and watch
1: once again, man the world that we uh were of, you know what I mean the world that we were of it was a very simpler time and a more peaceful time, you know and that's you know, when it really comes down to it, that's the whole basis of this podcast. You know, yeah. I, I will I will reiterate what we said, you know, the very first beginning. We just want the world that we are of to not be forgotten, to yeah. go unremembered. That, you know, that's the whole basis, the whole uh, origin of this podcast To to make sure the world that we are of is remembered. Yeah. And you know that this was part of it—getting on the bus and going to the movies. And look, I do want to uh, give a shout out because something just occurred to me. We talked about <clears throat> the black exploitation movies, and then we talked about how, although Bruce Lee's movies were not technically black exploitation, he was probably the biggest movie star of the seventies. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. one movie kind of that kind of brought them together, and that movie was called. Three,
0: three the, the hard, hard way. way. Oh, that's yeah. See now, man. Yeah. I, see you saying I gotta like find that and
1: watch that because I watched yeah, three my, uh, that. three the hard way. Jim was... Kelly, mm-hmm. Fred Williamson, and um, Jim Brown. Uh, Jim Brown. Three the hard.
0: Man, and 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 you had these three actors who was coming from sort of different cinema eras or whatever areas or whatever. He had like Jim Kelly was straight martial art, done into the dragon, done some of his own stuff. Fred Williamson was cool black dude, smoked cigars, always get the girl in the end. Jim Brown.
1: Always sticking it to the man. Sticking
0: it to the man. Jim Brown did his thing on the gridiron, walked away from football, became like one of the first black men in sort of a lead role to have a sort of a uh, love scene with a famous white female, Raquel Welch, which was like unheard of during them times.
1: Um, right, but well, he, he was quiet. You know, he he wasn't a braggart. You no. know, he wasn't, you know, he was real laid back and real quiet.
0: I mean, the, just, this
1: just strong,
0: Strong silent Strong silent outside of his life. Where you know it got controversial with tossing women off the balcony. Hey, I don't know, I wasn't there, but uh, that's a whole other story. But those three guys coming together to do that movie, and then just the concept of the story. You know, we got to come together because the man is trying to take us down. He's putting something in mm-hmm. waters and stuff. It's just gonna affect us. Mm-hmm. That's it. see, I hate to say that. I was just ready to say that, that's a movie that could be remade today, but then they they might screw it up. So don't do that. That was huge, man. Three, I'm glad you brought it up. Three the Hardware, That was a big movie, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it brought those two things together, man. You brought that black exploitation of a cool black dude, and then you brought in the martial arts thing yeah. as well. You know.
0: But before we get out of here, we, we can't look over some of this other stuff that we would go see sometimes, because we would see some other strange stuff. I mean, like you know that that was the whole introduction to of uh, all of these you know the Salem lot and uh, exorcist and the, the the what was it one uh I can't think of the one where they had to give out barf bags and stuff cuz people would throw up when they saw the movie all this <laughs> kind of crazy stuff man it was like there was some crazy like um, with with the uh, pimp you, you, you go from pimp um or you go from private dick pimp pusher Martial arts, and then there was, you know, Satanism. <laughs> you know, it's like it was, it was, it was crazy. So, the Mark of the Devil. That was the. I remember when that movie came out, The Mark of the Devil, where they was actually wow. giving out these things. They had these bags that was like the the picture of the the movie poster on a
1: bag. I remember the bar. I remember yeah. they handing out bar bags to every customer.
0: Yeah, because people was like supposedly getting sick and watching some of the horror scenes in there and throwing up. Yeah, we, we, we had a, a variety of uh, movies that we
1: would check out.
0: Um, yeah. Those that was some good times, man. And
1: then there was, of course, Black Blackula, Blackula yeah. Black, Black Frankenstein. Black. Yeah, which I never saw. I never saw course.
0: Black Frankenstein, Blackula classic. I thought, you know, I mean, it was just. I thought,
1: I thought so as well. I mean, that's as preposterous as Does it
0: Does this sound like okay? You know, it's like yeah, because we don't seen all the Dracula movie with Christopher Lee or whatever. Now all of a sudden, okay, they're gonna hit us with a black one. How sweet! But it, they did a good job with it, you know.
1: Well, yeah, the original one.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah that was that was that, they, they did a good job with it. Still, it still holds up today. I think they made like two of them. Too. I think the first that was the thing about that about that time too was like they 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 hadn't quite mastered the sequel thing
1: back then. Yeah, there was Black Love, <laughs> there was Scream, Black, and Screen. That one
0: didn't do as good as the first one. And then right. remember uh, Superfly, great movie. Superfly TNT, not too great. Yep. Shaft, great movie. Sha- Shaft, in,
1: Shaft in Africa, Africa. not too.
0: Yeah, it was a great time, man. Um, Yeah, so um, uh, when it came to the the movies and people who are listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure a lot of you can relate to that time, especially if you lived in this area of Cincinnati, Ohio, and went to those theaters.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure, man, some of you guys remember some
0: movies that we not, did not get an opportunity yeah. to explore. Yeah, because I mean? there's so many of them, you know. It, 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 it would be a show that would take, you know, almost two or three hours just because it was so, I mean, it was just a lot of movies came out back then. And sometimes it, you know, and then the other thing when we went to the theater back then, it, it wasn't, you know, unusual to see three movies. It would have three movies running, you know, for that. Oh, movie.
1: no, no. It, it was a minimum of two.
0: Yeah. Minimum two, sometimes would be three, and we had nothing else to do, so we sit there and watch whatever they had.
1: All afternoon. All afternoon. Yep. Well, um, on that note, I think the next time that we get together down in the basement, I think we're gonna talk about some music.
0: Oh, uh, we gotta talk about that. Oh, man, see, you hit on it. See, this I'm getting again. We kind of in a lot of things because it was just the other day. I was thinking about something regarding music and a concert experience that you helped introduce me to, and I'll save that until we talk about music and that whole experience.
1: Okay, I'm looking forward to
0: it. But thank everybody who checked out the podcast, checked out the first one, who's checking out this one. Um, We enjoy
1: it. Yeah man, y'all y'all comment on the experiences you guys had in the 70s, catching the bus, or even walking to the movies and, and the movies that stick with you to this day. Yeah. You know, we, we, we want to hear, you know, you guys experiences. All we can do is talk about our experiences. That's it. And, uh, I hope you hope you cats enjoy it,
0: Until the next one.
1: Yeah. All right, I'll play I'll punch you down and dig you later.
0: All right. Catch you on the next one.